Welcome, everyone, to KSQD Santa Cruz at 90.7 FM. I'm Patrick Hart, and you're listening to our show, What to Be, where we interview inspiring people and highlight their careers. What to Be is a program provided by Your Future is Our Business, a Santa Cruz County nonprofit that helps students explore careers through programs such as college and career expos, panels, and other work-based learning activities. Please note that the views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily represent or reflect those of Natural Bridges Media or your future as our business. The information provided during this program does not reflect its career in its entirety. And today I have the pleasure to speak to Elaine Johnson, who is the program coordinator for the Santa Cruz County Neighborhood Courts. Hi, Elaine. Hello, Pasha. Thank you for having me here today. Oh, you're very welcome. And yeah, just again, thank you so much for taking your time to help us out by doing this interview. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you. Lane, would you please describe your career journey for us? My career journey? Yes, please. Sure. You know, I've been working since I was uh, about 12. You know, growing up in New York City, we were able to get our, they call them your working papers when you were early teen, which allowed you to do, we did jobs in, in the housing project that I grew up in. You know, we would watch kids or we would serve meals to to the elderly and those sorts of things. So um, my career journey started there. And, you know, I had always wanted, since I was probably about 14, I always wanted to be a lawyer. I thought it was the most amazing thing. I found the law fascinating. And um, so I would watch watch a lot of TV shows that had focused on the law. And so when I went off to college, you know, and I studied political science, you know, the goal was to, to go to a law school right after that. But, you know, life took a different term, you know, life, you know, life happens and things come your way. And, and so I ended up um, working for several years in a, you know, a manufacturing company, where at one time I was, I was working on the assembly line, and then was promoted to assistant supervisor. And so, um, you know, though I, I gained a lot of experience and wealth there, um, it really wasn't where I really wanted to be. It, I, the law was always so near and dear to me. And so when I moved out to Santa Cruz, California, you know, I did a couple of different jobs. I worked for the post office for a little while, but the practice of law has had always been in the forefront of my mind. And so in 2008, I was at a job and got laid off and my friend said, so are you going to stop avoiding the fact that you want to be an attorney and why don't you apply to go to law school? And I did and I got accepted. Oh, congratulations on that. Thank you. That is great. And, you know, and also just going back to school, you know, to get your, you know, to become a lawyer. I just think that's very admirable. 
Yes, you know, you know, if there's something I, you know, I, I share with people, you know, because, you know, our minds wants to tell us, you know, we can't do this, we can't do that, it's not a good time, your age or whatever story that we put together, you know, the bottom line is you're going to be that age, whatever, the, the, those things that are that we think are stumbling are in our way, they're really not in our way, they're just in our minds. Hmm. And, and so it's never too late to start over or jump in and do what your heart's desire. Oh, that's so great. And it's funny how, you know, we'll always come up with, oh, it's not a good time. It's not a good time. Well, maybe it'll never be a good time, but um, right. As long as you are breathing, there's always time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is really cool. Yeah. Talk- we just have, we just have to get out of, out of our own way. Yeah. I know we, I think we tend to, sometimes we can limit ourselves, you know, Yes. on what we can achieve. Sure. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And do you want to talk about what you do as the program coordinator for the Santa Cruz County Neighborhood Courts? Yes. Um, so, so Neighborhood Courts is a, a new diversion program from the Santa Cruz District Attorney's Office. Um, we launched, we created the program, worked with other community partners, and we launched the program in the midst of a pandemic. So there's another example of, you know, if you put your mind to something that it can happen, because in the midst of a pandemic, we were able to come together, put this program together, and we just celebrated our one-year anniversary nice. on the 3rd. Yeah, and I'm very pleased. And so what Neighborhood Courts is, it's like, it's like, diversion program we right currently we have low level misdemeanor offenses that we've identified that allows a participant to be eligible for the program and so the program it keeps individuals out of the criminal justice system and you know it's a really great program we have to support you know law enforcement uh, uh judicial partners probation you know uh, uh community board organizations it's a really amazing program i'm pleased to be a part of it you know because you know, growing up in New York City, I've seen a lot of people go in and out of the system. And I know that neighborhood courts, and I've witnessed it, you know, is really changing people's lives. And so I'm, you know, I'm honored to be a part of that, something so important and special as this to give, allow someone to have a second chance, allow someone to be able to heal, you know, you know, whether it's a participant or a, a victim that's been impacted that, you know, that healing can happen, you know, because if it, as each person that heals, it allows the community to heal because we're all one community. There's no, there's no separation from it. So we're yeah, all that's one right. community. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So, oh, yeah, that, so it, it, it sounds like a beautiful program. And yes, it is. And thank you for doing what you do to help. Mm-hmm. And for the people who are eligible to be in the program, is it for like, maybe like nonviolent crimes? Yes, currently it's the yeah, low-level misdemeanor offenses. So like shoplifting, you know, misdemeanor assault and batteries, vandalism, you know, those sorts of things. Okay. And you yeah. were telling me before the interview that you also help like children and parents, right? That are going through different kinds of adversity. Yeah, that's a that's a totally different program. Okay. Yeah, that's the juvenile dependency was work I did as an intern when I was in law school. Okay. Yeah, when I worked with my um, contracts teacher, who who is one of the, the state attorneys here locally in Santa Cruz, who's been doing this work for over 30 years. Yeah, that's a totally separate program. Okay. Yes. All right. And, you know, what does your like typical day or week look like, you know, with your current job? 
Um, you know, I'm, I'm reaching out. I, I work with a team of people at the DA's office and um, we work through cases, see which cases are eligible for the program. I reach out to those participants that are eligible for the program, connect with them, let them know about the program, accept them into the program, get them scheduled for the neighborhood court conferences, you know, and people that already have gone through the program, you know, I follow up with them to see how their agreements are going because with the neighborhood courts program, how, how the program is designed is once you're eligible for the program, we have these, these restorative justice conferences and they can, the, the program is all volunteer based, right? It's, and it's community driven. So we have community volunteers who were vetted and trained to be panelists for the conference. And what the conference looks like is looks like it has three community panelists, myself, representation from the Conflict Resolution Center, and then the participant. If there's a victim or indirect victim involved, you know, there is potential for victim offender dialogues where the two can come together to do some really amazing healing work. And so after the during the conference, you know, again, it's all restorative. It's not punitive. So, you know, the police report is read and then together it's 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 more of a dialogue. You know, it's not where the, the community panelists are saying, so what you did, Patrick, was wrong, this, that, and the other. There's none of that language. It's what was going on in your life the day this was happening, who do you feel was impacted by your actions, and how can we restore that harm? Hmm. And so together, they come up with some agreements. And with those agreements, you know, the participant has too much in which to complete them. And once those agreements have been completed, my office won't file any charges. Oh, and so, so they will, yes, yeah, so they will not have a record. It's so great. And it seems like what you guys are doing is not just saying like, oh, you screwed up and like, here's your sentence, but like more or less, how can we help? Like what's going on and how can we help? That is exactly right. Oh, that's, that's so exactly. great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, would you mind talking about what kind of environments do you work in? Are you working mostly from an office or are you in the courthouse or are you out in the community or maybe all those things? Um, no. So we're back in the office, you know, you, we're doing a hybrid model, a few days in and a few days off. I'm still remotely, but we'll be going to hybrid model starting in January. Okay. So that you know, so the county has adopted the three days in person and two days remote. Okay. Yes. All right. Do you want to share some of the skills that you use in your career and, and how did you acquire these skills? I would probably say a lot of them is just life experience. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, so one of the skills I'm, I say I'm a very good listener. And I come to a space, you know, doing my best not to have any judgments or preconceived notions. When I pick up the phone to reach that participant, I am reaching the participant who's on the, who's on the phone, who I'm scheduling a Zoom call with, regardless of what the police summary says. I'm not judging by any summary. I'm creating a new relationship with that person, you know, so they can trust me and I can trust them. And so trust would be, would be one of the skills, compassion. Um, I'm a great listener. I have, I'm a strong leader, a steward, collaboration. Yes, yeah, those sorts of things. Yeah, well, those sound yeah. like, you know, some of the most, as far as I'm concerned, some of the most important skills to have, you know, because I think yeah. oftentimes, right, like our, our mind wants to assume things or judge based on certain things, right? Mm -hmm. But to remind yeah, it's us, a, it, right? Yes, it's so important to not project something onto someone that may not be there you mm -hmm. know that's why i think it's important like when i when i reach out to the participant and and we walk through the you know i share what's in the police summary because they have to to be eligible for the program there's two two steps one in my office we say okay this person's eligible because they they're that's the 
one of the, the, the offenses that's on our eligibility list. But the other most important eligibility requirement is the person has to take responsibility. Okay. Right. And so yeah. if the person doesn't take responsibility. They want to fight it and stuff. That's fine. Then this is not the program for them. But um, they take responsibility. And in, in taking that responsibility, you know, you already see this shift. I already see this shift because I right, we still meeting via Zoom. Mm-hmm. You know, I see this shift, you know, you know, I did this or whatever. And I take responsibility. I want to make things right and stuff, you know. I mean, I, those are some of the greatest gifts, you know, because the healing and change is already starting to happen before we even got to the conference, yeah. right? You know, because the fact that that someone on the other end of the phone is saying, we have this program we'd like to offer you, you know, to support you not being in the criminal justice system, you know, because you have your whole life ahead of you. And, you know, we want to make sure you're not in the system. I mean, it can't get any better than that. No. And just for people going through a tough time, yes. knowing that someone out there, like, that who wants to help you I can only imagine how you know impactful and you know meaningful that must be for those people yes and you know and in all honesty I I I say this all the time I believe we've all done something Mm -hmm. they were like darn it why did I do that right oh for sure we're we're humans we're not perfect but 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 that's the point even whether setting a human aside that if we could just all remember that we've done something and it may not have been in the intention of, of how it was done, but we did it and we were, you know, quote unquote, forgiven, you know, then why don't we take these same tools, you know, and bring it to the, you know, to the table with someone else who made a mistake and is willing to restore the harm, you know, restore the, like the, it's the community back into balance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that's great. And then also, I think, you know, what you guys do as far as having them acknowledge, you know, where the things, you know, where it went wrong. Yeah. You know, so they can be aware of like, oh yeah, like, and they, you know, whether they're vocalizing that or they're writing it down, I think mm-hmm. there's, there's power there. Right. And then they can absolutely. start addressing those things. Absolutely. With, with your help, you know? Yes, absolutely. Very good stuff. And do you want to talk about some of, you know, more, some of the more favorite projects that you have worked on or are currently working on? Um, let's see. Well, I, I have done campaign work in the recent past, and um, I was doing some ho- I, some housing bonds, supporting Cabrillo College in their in their restructuring campus. You know, I did that sort of work. Yeah, I'm currently I you know as you know I just got on the board for this organization as well. Your future is our business. Yeah, welcome aboard. Um, thank you. I'm really excited about that. I just got invited on the advisory board for Black Health Matters Initiative. Um, and that's been really exciting because, you know, as a as as a woman of, of African-American, you know, being introduced like <laughs> to the woods for, for lack of a better word, and not just African-American, I'm from New York City. You know, mm-hmm. the woods is not the friendly of, of places. And so having that opportunity to sum up to get introduced to the woods by someone else who's African-American, who was a park ranger for many years and just gathering people together has been amazing. So I'm honored to be on their advisory team right now to see how we can continue to grow and support the African-American community here in Santa Cruz County. Oh, that's beautiful. And I'm glad that you've, you found the woods, you know, our our redheads are pretty special. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I I put, I put my toe in there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a start. I'm working on it. Yes. I'm working on it. Now my partner, she loves the woods. That's her sanctuary, but okay. I, I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah. What about the beach? Our beaches aren't too bad around here either, right? No, not bad. Not bad at all. 
Okay. Yes. Very cool. Probably a little, a little bit different than New York or, or not. You know, beach is a beach. Yeah. <laughs> well, some are sandier than others. I don't well, know. yeah, some, yeah, that's true. But you know, to me, it's all about the water. Just, just that tranquility of the water. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is, that's great. Well, yeah. I know we live, you came to a very beautiful place, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. And I think, beautiful. yeah, you know, we're very lucky to have you here in our community. Thank you so very much. I'm, I'm happy to be here and, and to be of service. Well, yeah. Thanks again. Elaine, you know, you, you talked to me before, and I don't know if you want to talk about it or not, but you were telling me before about taking the bar exam. Do you mm-hmm. mind, you know, sharing about what that looks like for, for anyone who's interested in becoming a lawyer? Don't give up. (laughs) There are many people who have taken the bar more than once. And there's many people who have taken the bar more than twice or three times. What I can tell you about that is is don't give up. You know, there are people out there that want to support you. Um, I think it's important because the bar, the bar process can be a very isolating process. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, what I encourage anyone who's taken it is to get a buddy, if they, they can get a buddy, you know, having a mentor would be even better, would be great as well, you know, because it's always good to to have someone to bounce things off of other than your partner, mm-hmm. right? It, you know, because it, it could be a very taxing process is a very financially, it, it could be very costly mm-hmm. and um, and very taxing. And so, you know, having a tribe makes a big difference. You know, you, you want to have that sharing section because there's days when you're just weary and tired and don't want to do it, want to throw the books out the window and stuff. And you mm-hmm. need somebody to say, okay, it's, it's time for a timeout. It's time to go to the movies, time to go to the beach. It's time to just watch TV for the night and, and pick it up the next day. Yeah. But I will say, if it's in your heart, don't give up. You can, it's okay to take some space from it, but um, come back to it. Elaine, have you found resources in our area that support you in you know taking the bar or for anyone out there who's aspiring to yes when I was in law school this is something this is another thing I I pass on to people who are interested in the law I want to go to law school I highly highly encourage people to do an internship and I actually did my internship at the DA's office and I say that because a number of reasons one if there's an area of law that you want to practice, the best way to know that's what your real your heart's desire is is to do an internship in that area. This way, you're not you you'll get the feel of it and say, okay, is this really what I want to do? And you also will establish and create relationships with people who can then become your mentors. You know, the law school I went to, Monterey College of Law, so it was a small law school in Mon- in Monterey. And one of the things I liked about it, it, because it was being so small that we had relationships with our teachers. And I remember, you know, their attorneys, all of our teachers were attorneys or judges, but, you know, but they're our teachers. And it was a couple of my teachers who were very encouraging to me. Um, My first year contracts teacher and my third year legal writing teacher who were my biggest cheerleaders in law school. And they, they are two people that are still in my life today and who continue to be my cheerleaders. Oh, that's so great. Absolutely. You have to have cheerleaders and, and you have to hang out with people who are doing what you want to do. Yeah. Surround yourself with like-minded people with the well, same kind of energy. Well, 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 that, but it's, if, if, if you want to, if you, we have an amazing legal profession here in Santa Cruz County, a legal community. Mm-hmm. Um, what I did was I went to all the events. 
I let people know that, that this was important to me. This is this that I'm serious about this. And will you help me? Right. And mm-hmm. so, you know, that's what you have to do. You have to put yourself out there, you know, and let people know that what you're doing, what you're interested in, and people will support you in those areas. Yeah. And I think, you know, what you're what you said about, you know, reaching out and asking for help. Yes. I think people will be surprised at how many people out there who want to help, you know, and there are a lot of resources for people in different things. In, in all, in, it would no matter whether it's the legal field, it don't matter what the career is. There is someone who has done it. And yeah. something I was always learned from one of my spiritual mentors, if you're going to, if you want to open up a store, are you going to speak to the person who was successful or to pe- speak to the people who continually fail? You know, you speak, it's okay to speak to the person who wasn't successful, but, but don't do what they did if it's not working. <laughs> right. Those who are successful, ask them, what did you do? You know, and, and how can I do that? Mm-hmm. And will you help me? Yeah. Will you walk this path with me? No matter what the career is. And, I- always, and, and what's important as well is and when you reach that place, don't forget to take your hand and reach back to the next person who's coming up. Yes, absolutely. Never, you have to. You don't get it and then keep it. You get it and then you give it away. That's so great. I heard someone say something, I think it was in a song, and it said something that, you know, if, if we forget where, we're, where we came from, we'll <laughs> never know where we're going. That's exact. And that is the truth. Yeah. Right. And, and, and yes, and we, and wherever we are from and whatever those experiences were, whether they were painful experiences, you know, joyful experiences, we are not defined by those experiences. Hmm. We can, we can stand on the shoulders of those who helped us to, to rise above those experiences. We can let the person sitting beside us who was experiencing that same thing we were experienced 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago and say, I know where you're at and I can tell you, you are going to get through this, right? But what's so important, Patrick, is we have to do this for each other. We must do this for each other. We must do this, I, you know, I, when it comes to children, I always go back to Whitney Houston. I believe the children are our future. Greatest love of all. Treat them well and let them lead the way. I love that song from the beginning. Me too. Because it's it's the truth. And all we want, whether we're a child of 10, 12, 15, or whether we're a child being grown at 30, 40, 50, we just want to know that we, we are the future, right? That we... Yeah. We don't have to stop or give up because of our upbringings, our experiences, what the teacher told us or didn't tell us, or or our peers told us or didn't tell us, you know, because you grew up in the projects or whatever. The projects is just a building. Mm -hmm. It's the people in it. Mm -hmm. And I was raised in the projects in the Bronx, New York, and they were just big, tall, 14-story buildings, six of them. But you know what? There was so much love there. There was so much love. I had people have on my back since I was a little girl. When my mother didn't have the capacity, there were other mothers who had the capacity. 
You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So I want people to know, don't be judged or fooled by your appearance. Know that there's more. There's so much more than what you can see if you could just trust and know. And when we're, you know, young and 10 and 12 and 14, we're that young age, it's hard for us to know. So that's why we need the mentors. Mm -hmm. That's why we need those that's gone before us to say, excuse me, you know, we tug them by their shirt and say, excuse me, can you help me? Excuse me, can you help me? And even if that means it's saying, excuse me, can you help me? I'm hungry. Because it may be the person who's hungry that can't get his schoolwork done because he's hungry. <laughs> right? You know, don't, don't judge the grades by thinking the person doesn't know when the person may just need a little something to eat. And that's why I think it's so important. The children are our future. You're, yes. You know what you're saying? It's it's so powerful. You know, you're choking me up here. Mm. I, there's so much wisdom in what you're saying and so much truth. Um, yeah. But it's it's the truth, Patrick. We we can help. Thank you for oh. sharing that. Oh, you're so welcome. I, I, I appreciate the the opportunity to share this with you. Yeah. Elaine, you know, before we wrap this up, you know, are there do you have any advice or resources? And I know you've already given some to students who are interested in pursuing a career in law and becoming mm -hmm. a lawyer. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I have to apologize for shifting gears because I just want to hear everything you're saying. <laughs> oh, no problem. No, you know, if, if somebody's interested in wanting, wanting to, and when you say law, that could be any, that could be a lawyer, that could be a judge, that could be law enforcement. So yeah, I guess in line with what you're doing, because wanting to become I'm, a lawyer. Uh-huh. You know, I would say, you know, you get through high school and, you know, go to college take the LSAT. If you need a tutor for the LSAT, get a tutor for the LSAT. You know, there's opportunities for scholarships. You know, I, I'm, I'm a big believer in, you know, I believe there's money in this world. We, we just have to ask for it. And so, you know, don't let money stop you. You know, I, when I went to law school, you know, people donated for books and stuff, you know, and, and I have no idea who they are. I just know that financial means showed up at my PO box. This is towards your books. I'm like, wow. See, if you set your intention on what you want, everything else will show up. Mm -hmm. Like they say, when a student's ready, the teacher will appear. It's that same thing. You know, go to school. When you're in college, you know, you know, let your teachers know that your, your journey is to go to law school next. So let them start preparing you. Because there's something I notice with, and I notice this at the bar exam, you know, especially people who've gone just from, you know, high school, college, and straight to law school, you know, they passed the bar the first time. There's so much life experience that they haven't had. And so I think it's really important to, you know, if you want to go become an attorney, you know, when you're in college, let your teachers know and, and let them support and mentor you. So for that next stepping stone, because, you know, there, there's steps, it's, you know, get through college, you know, that step to get past the LSAT, that step to get accepted into law school, you know, and then there's, then that whole other step to the bar exam. That I mean, there's so there's different steps. And then within those steps, you want to have people supporting you along, along the way. Mm -hmm. So I say, let people support you. Don't, don't focus on, you know, you may not have the financial means because there's money out there and it'll come to you. If this is what your heart's desire is, just trust that it will come to you. Trust the process. Trust the process. Trust the process. Yeah. 
Yep. Trust the process. Elaine, again, I just want to say thank you so much for all that you do and for taking your time to help us by doing this interview today. I, you know, I, I really appreciate it and I appreciate it, you and everything you're doing. And is there anything you want to leave us with? No matter what it is, just don't give up. Just don't give in. Yeah. Well said. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. It's the future is yours. The, and, and the future could be yours at 18, 28, 38, 48, 50. It, the future will always be yours. Go for it. <laughs> Just go for it. Oh, that's great. Thank you. And if you, and if you <laughs> fall, guess what? All you got to do is get back up. Right. Just don't stay down there. <laughs> and that's why we fall, right? To learn how to get back up. Because it's in the getting back up is where you're going to learn. Yeah. Right. But if you stay down there, you're staying down there in that story of I failed. No, 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 no. You didn't fail. You just fell. Get back up. Yeah. Something my spiritual mentor says, and we'll wrap up with this. He said, you just fell asleep. Now wake up. <laughs> That's, <simple. laughs> uh, <laughs> That's great. Oh yes. my gosh. No, but I'm grateful for the invitation. I'm grateful to be a part of this amazing organization, supporting our uh, youth um, in Santa Cruz County. And I, I look forward to all of the great success with our, with our students here in Santa Cruz County. Right on, Elaine. And yeah, you're a blessing to us all. So thank you oh, again. Thank you, Patrick. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in to today's career story with me, Patrick Hart, on our show, What to Be, with today's guest, Elaine Johnson who is the program coordinator for the Santa Cruz County Neighborhood Courts. If you have any questions or would like to share your career story with us, please send us an email at whattoberadio at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed our show, please join us again at 90.7 FM, KSQD Santa Cruz at 7 p.m. on Sundays and streaming online at ksqd.org. Or you can find us on major podcast streaming platforms like Spotify. And please visit our website at yfiob.com. Dot org for more information about your future as our business. Thank you very much and see you next time.